Hi, Scott and John here. Yeah, folks, the world is fast approaching the end game, and we are trying to expose the upcoming deception before time runs out. We want to make this a full-time goal, and we need your support to fight the satanic global elite. So here's how you can help. Subscribe to the new Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast to listen to every episode ad-free. Plus, get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to a new community forum. Sure. So just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today. Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to episode 101, CERN and the Abyss. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill? Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Hello and welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast, the show that tells you the things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. I'm Brother Scott Mitchell. And I'm John Potts. And we're hoping folks are ready to take the red pill some more. Yeah. So we had talked uh, uh, two episodes ago about CERN yeah. and uh, Super Collider and the experiments they were doing there. Uh, we learned that that Large Hadron Collider uh-huh. in Geneva, Switzerland was recently started again in April of this year, 2022. Yeah. It was off for about three years for maintenance and upgrades, they say. And they're going to run it again for nearly four years, which is going to bring us right about to 2026. I find that number interesting. 2026? Yeah. Okay. find it interesting just because of the way that could possibly tie into Agenda 2030. Ooh, okay. I know. So Agenda 2030, we've talked about, the World Economic Forum. Yeah. And uh, they really want to bring about... Uh, the abolition of private property. You'll own nothing and be happy. Yeah. Klaus yeah. Schwab. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where the big push is right now. It's it's to try to get people to uh, accept a whole new form of governance, a global government. Yeah. And so you think, well, what does that have to do with scientists in Geneva, Switzerland? <laughs> well, let's go to the scriptures and see if we can maybe make a connection. Okay. Because I think there's a possibility, since we talked about CERN and spiritual portals, are they trying to open a portal, a particular portal, that is uh, called the abyss in the Bible? Oh, wow. Okay. And we're going to see if maybe there's something to that. So we're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter 11. And uh, I often say to people that, you know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. That which has been, uh, that's which will be has been before. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so it's sometimes good to go back and look at things that happened in the past. You know, people say uh, the biggest um, thing that's wrong is that we don't learn from history. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not <laughs> phrasing that properly, yeah. but there's some yeah, saying about saying, that. It always know? repeats itself. Right. right it does. And so the Tower of Babel was in Genesis chapter 11, where it says the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Well, that right there is a one world government. Okay. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, which today we would call Iraq. Back uh, later on, it became known as Babylon, and you'll see why. And they dwelt there, and they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them throughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So it's not just the tower, it's a city and a tower. 
Okay. But verse 5 is what's interesting to me. It says, The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And we talked about the Tower of Babel in another episode previously. But just to bring up the salient points again, John, I can't imagine that at this time man's technical capabilities, because this is after the flood now. Yeah. The world started over again after Genesis 6. <laughs> I can't imagine that their technical abilities were necessarily as advanced as to make a skyscraper yeah. like you might find yeah. in New yeah. York or Dubai. And Dubai has some incredible buildings. Yeah. If you ever look at pictures of Dubai, yeah. it's like they're it's the tall. It's, yeah. it's incredible. And, um, and so was... This building taller than those that it got the Lord's attention. You have to ask yourself, was it the height of the tower that got his attention? No, I think it was the significance of it. It was something else. Yeah. Absolutely. And there was something very significant. I would argue that they were building a spiritual portal. Yeah. Genesis 6 was the Nephilim, right? The fallen angels came down, took daughters of men, and they had children of them, the giants, the Nephilim. Yeah. And I believe that, as Ryan Peterson talks about, that it was an exchange for technology. It was an exchange for the yeah. knowledge, the yeah. wisdom, the dark arts. Which, by the way, do you think this is some like, technology here that people obtained from those fallen angels? In verse 3, it says, Go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. For stone, is that a technology that they potentially obtained through those fallen angels? It could be, but I think what they were doing was whatever they remembered and whatever they had from that time before the flood, they were using to reach out to build an altar or temple or platform or something to bring them back. Yeah. They wanted to entice the fallen angels to come back to bring them the technology that they wanted. Yeah. You know, and here they were when he says, nothing will be uh, restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Well, men can imagine some pretty crazy things. So I think that's the key to knowing that what they would get if they reached this knowledge Uh, through the building of the city and the tower was was unimaginable. You know, nothing could stop them. So that's why God confounded the language. They scattered the nations and the city was called Babel. So for the Lord to actually come down to earth, which only happens. I mean, you're going to know this and I don't, but I think it's like rare five or six times it's mentioned in scripture. Maybe. Yeah. It's always a very significant event, right? So this is a very significant event where it says nothing will be restrained from them. So obviously he's looking down going, if they get this portal, Mm -hmm. And they open it up, and somehow, whatever they're trying to reach, you know, they gain more knowledge. Yeah. Whatever they're going to develop from that knowledge is going to be very destructive. It's going to be bad. Right. So, and it's ultimately whether man is trying to do it for his own devices and his own greed or not. Yeah. It's falling into the devices of Satan, who wants ultimately to bring about the 10 kings and the Antichrist. Yeah. So that ties us back into CERN in this way. So we already talked about in episode 98 and 99, there are spiritual portals in the Bible, both used by the Lord to appear and manifest. Uh, We talked about um, Philip being caught up at Azotus, and we talked about John being caught up to heaven, and uh, Enoch walked with God. And then there's certainly uh, evil spiritual portals as well. Yeah. And I believe this was an attempt for one. You know, clearly, 
um, the wherever the original fallen angels came down to men, that was a portal that they came down to. A lot of people mm-hmm. believe it was Mount Hermon. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but if it was, it doesn't bother me. Uh, but um, this, to me, was an attempt to say, because whenever they uh, set up the worship of idols, they're always called in the Bible the high places. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something about mountains, something about elevation, yeah. as if to say, we're closer to the gods, yeah. and they'll come down and give us this knowledge, the Anunnaki. You know, the alien visitors, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, as far as I'm concerned, there's something in the Bible called the bottomless pit. Mm-hmm. And in it are spiritual entities right now. Yeah. And they're not good. Yeah. So, I would call that a spiritual portal because we're going to find that in the book of Revelation, the, d- the devil, I believe it's the devil, literally comes down and he opens it in the time of tribulation. Yeah. So let's go to Revelation 9, and let's see... Well, it's got to be a portal, right? Yeah. Because it's not going to just be a hole that... Well, maybe it will, but yeah. it's not going to be a hole that is they just find in the earth somewhere, and one day we're digging, right? And exactly. It's going to actually be something that opens up in spiritual... Uh, the, the It's essentially the... Uh, spirits of the Nephilim that would come out. Yeah. Am I incorrect there? No, you're right. And, and uh, I, I think they're there. Um, actually, the spirits of the Nephilim are certainly the demons, according to the book of Enoch. Okay, that would uh, be what's around us today. Then. Yeah, anywhere okay. around okay. us today. The the ones we're going to find out that may be in there now in the bottomless pit are the actual fathers oh, the actual of the fallen demons. angels. Yeah, okay. The fallen angels themselves. Okay. Which is not to say there might not be a few demons in there with them, because yeah. there's particularly one guy that might be involved in that. But it's so interesting thing you bring that up, hmm. because that's a question I have uh, that I'm looking into myself, you know. What else besides the angels is in the bottomless pit? Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to see why in just a minute. Hmm. But we're in Revelation chapter 9, and the reason I want to go to this is because uh, we're talking about, uh, you said it's not just a hole in the ground, and I think you're right. I don't think it's a hole in the ground. I think it's a... I think Timothy Alberino might use the terminology an interspatial dimension. Yeah. Yeah. It's just as much a part of our universe. It's not a parallel universe or like the like the Marvel uh-huh. multiverse or something, yeah. you know. And it's not even another um, like a, a, the spiritual dimension, if you will, is a part of our natural world. Yeah, we just can't see it because mm-hmm. we lack the technology or the spiritual makeup to do so now. Mm-hmm. You know, probably the sin condition prevents us from seeing a lot of things. Using, in other words, it may very well be that. Adam and Eve, when they were created, had the ability to see things that we can't see now. Yeah. They could maybe communicate telepathically for all we know. Okay. In addition to speaking. Yeah. So um, maybe we don't have those abilities now to see or do those things because of sin, but we will when we have those new bodies. Mm-hmm. And we'll okay. see that same laws of physics are, are that apply to us now will apply to that realm too. But we just don't know it's there right now in the same way you can't see atoms or quantum physics they're there we just can't see them without tools and technology lets us look into the molecule and and see things small you know but we wouldn't see it with the naked eye so I think there's something to that I I think an interspatial dimension is probably another way way of saying a spiritual portal to go into that realm so in verse 1 of Revelation 9 we read and the fifth angel sounded and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth now stars in the Bible, are often equated with angels, mm-hmm. both good and bad. 
and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. So is it literally a key and is there literally a gate to unlock a pit with a lid on it? It could be, could very well be, or it could be metaphorically speaking of another thing that unlocks it. So we're positing the idea, could the CERN Large Hadron Collider be the key that unlocks the bottomless pit and unleashes an interspatial dimension of entities yeah. into our present reality. <clears throat> That's kind of mind-blowing. Kind of mind-blowing. So, okay. So he opened the bottomless pit uh, with this key. Is the key CERN? Is the key the super collider? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it some reaction that he's causing them to do with colliding quantum particles yeah. to produce some sort of effect that's ultimately going to open this portal uh, as, as if they were trying to do that back in the days of Babylon. So if they, I'm just going to throw this out there, maybe I'm getting way ahead. So if they discovered <clears throat> dark matter at some point. And Interesting, dark it's matter, called dark matter. And dark matter is used, uh, well, from, I don't even know what it's used for. I don't even know what that we as human beings or our scientists or anything know what dark matter yeah. the potential of it is, but it could be used for interstellar travel, yeah, multi-dimensional travel. Hence, going back to you know Satan gains. I don't want to say gain the technology. That's probably not the best description, but yeah. gets access to dark matter that maybe is being withheld from him. So the key, right? Right. He was given the key through. This through CERN, and then he's able to open that portal, which then yeah. lets all of those beings <clears throat> then come, which is the bottomless pit, right? It's just, right. That's just a description for some way for them to access the earth. You're right? saying I, something that's making triggering a thought in my head, John. Okay. That's why my suddenly my brain started <laughs> spinning. I thought you just thought I was being I was rambling. No, you're you're <laughs> what you're saying is 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 provoking thoughts in my head in a in a good way, and and that is um, so. We've discussed how man was given dominion of the earth. Yeah. And that's never been rescinded. So Satan, who is greater in power and might than we are with his angels and and their technology for that matter, like an invading force of 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 a far more advanced civilization to a primitive one, he could overwhelm us in a second, in a heartbeat if he wanted to. Okay. But he's not allowed to. Yeah. There's evidently laws supernatural laws, spiritual laws, yeah. physical laws, I don't care what you want to call them, that prevents him from just coming in and taking over the place. Otherwise, he'd be sitting on a throne right now, somewhere in and, and London. And he has or, to have yeah. us to <clears throat> allow him to do damage upon the earth, right? So Satan exactly. just doesn't come down. <clears throat> Works through and, human proxies. Unless I'm wrong here, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I mean. So that's why he needs CERN. He's using human beings to yes. give him the key, which is being prophesied here, right? Yeah. And that key will then open up the bottomless pit. This is what you just triggered. You're yeah. just saying it in better words than I was trying <laughs> to think. But you just triggered in my thought the idea that since he has to operate through human proxies, yeah. and, and this is where I'll throw something that maybe you didn't say, but I was going to lead into this. What if the bottomless pit is within the earth? It's under yeah. man's control. God placed it there. If yeah. it's a place, as we're about to read, where angels are punished and chained, yeah. Yeah. then it would make sense that Satan doesn't have access to it. Yeah. So what if the key to unlocking it is working through his human proxies because it's part of the earth's domain 
under our under man's domain rather part of the earth's realm yeah like let's say in the heart of the earth or something i don't know where it is yeah but yeah. let's say it's in the heart of the earth since hell is beneath mm-hmm. we could conclude all right so if it is there then uh he needs man's intervention to open it yeah so what if CERN is that portal? Hmm. Let's keep reading it. Let's see if we can find something out. Look in verse uh, 2. He opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, darkness, yeah. dark matter, <laughs> as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And the scorpions, of course, can sting. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree. You, know, you talk about climate change and protecting the environment. Maybe they're going to be global warming people. <laughs> <laughs> but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. So they're commanded to hurt and torment men. And yeah. to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented or tortured five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. I've never been struck by a scorpion. Well, maybe you've stung by little ones maybe in San Antonio. But yeah, I've been stung by yeah, scorpions. And they hurt. But, oh, yeah. But they're, can you imagine being tormented by like a desert scorpion? Oh, yeah. Or those one of those black big ones. ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in those days shall men seek death. And shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Why don't you think they can die? Well, my theory is, <clears throat> is that they, it, because it's, he's saying, um, torment only those men who have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Yeah. Anyone who does not have the seal of God in their forehead during the tribulation period has to have the mark of the beast, right? There's no other agree. option, right? I would agree. And therefore, they might have been genetically altered. Yeah. You know. Which is why they can't die, because they're yeah. transhuman, right? And and for some reason, when we say this about uh, being genetically altered in the time of the Antichrist and, like you said, uh, mm-hmm. being transhuman, that violates Google's medical community standards, Okay. Which makes me wonder, why are they seeing a connection between their medical community standards and the mark of the beast? Wow. That scares me. Yeah. To think that they equate the two together. What do they know? Wow. Yeah. What do they know? Uh, but anyway, so you look for this one to be pulled. <coughs> Is there from- a significance real quick um, to the five months? What does that tie back into? Oh, I, I'm certain it ties to something in the scripture. I didn't study that out to see what that would be, but I'm certain it ties into something either related to the plagues of Egypt and Moses uh-huh. or or some other time of trial. Did that have something to do with the flood and the Nephilim? Is, uh, I-, I believe it might have been. It rained, well, it rained 40 days and 40 nights. But and wasn't, <clears throat> I don't know, I'm just throwing that out yeah. there. I thought there was some significance there. Somebody wrote about that. <coughs> it might have been Ryan Peterson. Yeah. Uh, somebody wrote about that. And, of course, you, you're just, you're good at those fine details. Yeah. And I, I don't remember that one, but I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you're right. I think that might be in Ryan's book. Because I think I, it's ringing a bell for me, too. So we both probably read that yeah, book. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably where we're getting at. And I'm trying to remember which book because he wrote. I'll ask him when I'm on his he show. He wrote The Judgment of the Nephilim, and then he also wrote The Final Nephilim. And I can't remember. I know that's where it's from I think now. it's The Final. He tied those two yeah, together. I bet anyway, it's The Final Anyway, that's a total sidetrack. Oh, yeah. But there is some significance between. 
between that five months. Yeah. And I think it's the Nephilim. The reason why it's five months. I think, yeah, it's like it has something to do with, you're right, there's something to do with that. And then in those days, men shall seek death and they can't find it. Yeah. Artificial intelligence. I think, I think the genetic manipulation will give them what, when they take the mark of the beast, they're going to be promised eternal life. Yeah. I think. And so AI is probably a part of that. Bionics. Yeah. Transhumanism, post-humanism. Yeah. All that. Homo sapiens 2.0. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. It's all about that. Um, Then um, the shapes of the locusts, verse seven, were like unto horses prepared unto battle. And on their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold. <clears throat> their faces were as the faces of men. So these look horrifying. Yeah. They had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. Don't know how big they are because you think locusts are pretty small, but maybe these are big locusts. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, uh, they had breastplates, verse 9, as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle, which implies they're larger than just little buzzing grasshoppers. Or that's a massive horde of them. Or a massive horde of them. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And there it is again. And they had Hmm. a king over them. Now here's the key. A king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. So there's an angel of the bottomless pit. There's angels in this pit. At least one here, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. And that's similar to Apollo, one the Greek god Apollo. And Apollyon means the destroyer. Hmm. So right. we've done a whole thing about Apollyon. That's one of our episodes uh, that we've done in the past. But he's the angel, <clears throat> the angel of the bottomless pit. And yeah. these are all the fallen angels. Yeah, so I'm so gonna, he is hierarchically a leader well it says he's a king right he's a yeah, king he's a king okay he's so, an angel we know so, he's a king yeah. we know he's an angel and we're going to find that the the ones that were put in the bottomless pit in chains are the angels that sinned not yeah. all the fallen angels sometimes people uh they get this um convoluted together so let me make sure this is clear okay. for the listeners there's an untold number of angels that join Lucifer in rebellion that are part of the fallen angels. Yeah. We know one it's third, one right? third, yeah. but we don't yeah. know the number. Yeah. Right. So one third of all the angels there, not all of the fallen angels took wives. <clears throat> okay. Only a certain number. According to the book of Enoch, it was 200. Yeah. The yeah. Bible doesn't tell us the number, but it could have been that, or it could have been less, or it could have been a few more. I don't know, but it was not all the, all the fallen angels. So what you have to understand is not every fallen angel is in the bottomless pit. Okay. Only the ones that particularly married and conceived or the women conceived from them to have the Nephilim. Okay. And that's why they were chained and put into that egregious sin, which makes me think that they didn't do this again after that first incursion. Because when, when the other fallen angels saw their brothers chained in the bottomless pit, they thought, well, I'm not going to risk that. You know, I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah. And so I don't so think you there don't was think another. So you think it happened again? Because I don't. I have read recently, and it was just someone's idea, right? Mm-hmm. But that is how the Nephilim made it through the flood, right? Yeah. I know we've talked about it before, and you've done it on your on your podcast before, yeah. that, that it came through the ark, right? Yeah. So I do but, believe it was genetic material that was latent in the wife of Ham. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that the giants that were in the land of Canaan came through that child, Canaan. Yeah. Hi, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, but I want to take a moment to remind you of something very important. There are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. And the world is fast approaching the end game, and we want to expose the coming deception before time runs out. 
Freedom of speech is under attack and evil elements within governments and multinational corporations are trying to prevent you from learning the truth. Scott and I are being censored by social media platforms as we speak. This is true, so you can help us use the satanic global elite's own tools against them. Subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast so the controlled media can't shut us down. We can use our own platforms to help expose them and keep you informed. But to do that, we need your support. Help us to go full-time with Bible Mysteries. Just $7 a month gives you every current episode ad-free without these annoying appeals. You also get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to the community forum where we answer your questions. Just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to help us stop the assault on Christianity and free speech. And don't forget, you can always donate any amount to support us at utbnow.com. These gifts are tax deductible. Thanks again, and here's the show. Son of Ham. Yeah. And therefore, they were not direct Nephilim. They were the descendants of the Nephilim, which were called Rephaim. Yeah. And yeah. Anakites. So and it would not have been more fallen angels that said, hey, let's go corrupt mankind like the original 200 yes. did. Because, Some believe they did. Yeah. Some teach that there was a second incursion on Mount Hermon. But there's nothing in the Bible that says anything nothing, about that. Nothing right? at all, yeah. yeah. So we glean from the... Because it's so weird to me that when you read about the sons of Noah, their names are Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And every time they're listed, it says, and Ham was the father of Canaan. Yeah. Like if if I were to say significance to that, you've got two brothers, right? Me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And and so they're Joe and Chuck. Chuck. Okay. So it's like the sons of Mr. Potts were Chuck, Joe, and John. And John is the father of Canaan. (laughs) You would think, what do they know about my boy? (laughs) He doesn't have a son named Canaan, by the way. Yeah. But you know, you would think there's something notorious about that. And then what do we know about the land of Canaan? An entire lamb is named after him. Canaan never did anything that we know of. He didn't build a city. Huh. He didn't rebel. We don't yeah. know what he did. But we know that in the land of Canaan were giants. Mm, so we conclude from that that maybe Canaan was cursed. He wasn't, the, the, he wasn't even the oldest son of Ham. Yeah. But he was cursed. He didn't do the sin. Ham did the sin. But Canaan was cursed. Why was he cursed? What did he do wrong? I think he just the look of him told yeah. you why. Yeah. He had the he showed the traits of a giant in my opinion. Wow. You know, and that's why it happened. Now go to Revelation 11 <laughs> and where it says in verse 7 when uh, there's the two the two witnesses here and when they shall have finished their testimony the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. So now there's two things we know that are in the bottomless pit. There's an angel. Well, there's three, actually. There's an angel who's a king called yeah. Apollyon. Yeah. There's locusts. Yeah. And now there's this beast that ascends out of the pit. So the beast is not the an angel, you know. I hmm. think he might be, uh, I think he might be a certain particular Nephilim demon that was also in Judas, a devil that possessed Judas. And that he also is going to be in uh, perhaps Apollyon. So the beast is not Apollyon. Uh, He might be. uh, He might be in the sense that he uh, inhabits that body. Yeah. You know, 
but I, I don't. I think in a, in a sense, it's kind of like the the beast is the son of Satan. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's going to be a physical Nephilim human. He's going to be a hybrid between Satan and a woman. Okay. And I think the beast yeah. that comes up out of the pit is that spirit entity, that Nephilim entity, that's going to take over that body. I think after it's killed. Okay. So I almost think that yeah, you because know, the Antichrist is going to be killed. Yeah, the mortal wound. In the uh, yeah, in the middle of the week, and then he's going to rise from the dead the third day, hmm. imitating Christ. Right. Wow. So that's that's a portrait of that. <clears throat> and then if you go to chapter seventeen, Revelation seventeen, still talking about the bottomless pit. Here we read in verse eight. Um, the beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, implying he's been here before. Mm -hmm. He was and is not the deadly wound mm -hmm. and shall be, uh, sh shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. That word means destruction. And Paul calls the Antichrist the son of perdition in 2 Thessalonians. Yeah. And the only other person in the Bible that was ever called the son of perdition is Judas Iscariot. Wow. By Jesus Christ. He called him the son of perdition. Wow. And he says, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil. Is a devil. And the word there in Greek is diabolos. It's only used of Satan. Hmm. Not of in other places it's daimon, which is our English word demon. Okay. So devils are demons, but that particular devil so Judas was, Iscariot was possessed by Satan himself. Yeah. Or maybe the spirit of Apollyon, or, the, or, or this, or, yeah, yeah, or something like that, or this spirit, right? This particular, yeah, demon or devil. So Diabolus. is this the unholy Trinity we're oh, seeing right here? Yeah, the Father, Satan, the Son, and the, the beast, false prophet and, is the spirit. And Apollyon, yeah, or well, Apollyon may tie into him somehow as uh, another way, but yeah, yeah, there's yeah. definitely an unholy Trinity. Wow, absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, and it says, uh, and they'll go into perdition, verse 8, and mm -hmm. they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. In other words, they don't have the seal of God when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. So he's going to come with this strong delusion. Now, mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say is this pit is the abyss, and maybe it's a spiritual portal, and it's it's a real thing. It's a real location. Yeah. It contains these entities. It contains these locusts. I wonder if the locusts aren't the um, devolved fallen angels that sinned. I don't um, know that they yeah. are. Yeah. But I, I wonder if they are because if you go to Second Peter chapter two, <clears throat> I think it's um, while we're going there. Very interesting. I would I read this or I've read this before. Mm -hmm. Just the term. When they behold the beast, right? That was and that was and is not and yet is. Yeah. It's almost like a riddle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's existed before, and, yeah. and it, it, the idea is, I, I think it's he was, which means he was. He can possess but, bodies, but is not, which means he's not here now. He yes. was here, but he's not here now. now but yet but he is. He shall ascend. Yeah. Wow, that's like. It takes a little bit to decipher. Oh that yeah, for the simple minds like myself. Well, and that and Ryan did quite a treatment on that in the final Nephilim. He goes through the different manifestations of what could have been other manifestations of the beast. Okay. Yeah, in in history, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, get that book, folks. You'll you'll enjoy it. Second um, <clears throat> Peter chapter two verse four says, "For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell." And deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. And the word hell there is the word Tartarus. 
Okay. Which is translated as the abyss. Okay. So I believe that it's the bottomless pit. That's where the angels are chained. Now, it could be another location, but in my mind, they're there. So, and that's also proven in the book of um, a Tartaru is called, the, in Greek, that's the word for hell, it's the name of the subterranean region, doleful and dark, regarded by the ancient Greeks as the abode of the wicked dead, where they suffer punishment for their evil deeds. It's answers to Gehenna of the Jews. Uh, to thrust someone down to Tartarus, to hold captive in Tartarus means they're like in chains. Yeah. I think the angels aren't just walking around in hell with the other humans that died. Yeah, they're separated. I think they're separate. Yeah. In the, I think it's the abyss. Uh, because they're unique creatures that could probably use the spiritual portal to get out if they weren't chained. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if you go to Jude, the book of Jude, and there's only one chapter, so go right to verse 6. Jude mentions the same event, those angels that sinned, in verse uh, 6 when he says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. So I would contend that this place called Tartarus is the same place Jude is referring to, darkness and chains. Mm -hmm. The angels that sinned, however many there were, are there, and they're going to be released. It would make sense that... If the angel that is given the key to the bottomless pit could release his brothers, you mm -hmm. know, he talked him into doing it in the first place. Hey, go take wives. Mm -hmm. We'll corrupt the bloodline of men so the seed can't be born. Well, it didn't work. And God had another plan. So those angels that did that deed were killed in the flood along with their children. They probably, God probably allowed them to see their children die, the giants, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the flood. And then they themselves were taken by God's mighty angels and cast into the abyss. And chained okay. up. And maybe they are uh, devolving into these locust creatures. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what they are now. They're like these hideous looking things, monsters. Yeah. Where they were these beautiful looking angels at some point. You know? <clears throat> so hmm. the question is, in chapter 9 of Revelation, the angel comes down with the key to the bottomless pit. Is that Satan? He's a fallen angel. Yeah. I believe it is. And is he using CERN as the portal to unlock the abyss or dark matter? to unleash on the world. Wow. It may very well be that that's what's happening. Uh, of course, the scientists that work there aren't going to say that's what they're doing, but what are their objectives that they report? If you go to the CERN website, if you look at their stuff, what is dark matter? Yeah. That's what they're trying to find out. CERN's all about locating what is dark matter. People might call it antimatter. Uh, they're, yeah. they're trying to find a, a means of propulsion to go interstellar travel. Yeah. You know, they're looking for wormholes. Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, they're Einstein, Rosen, or something. I forget the other name. Uh, but a fold in space where they could mm -hmm. transverse millions of light years in a very short distance without traveling at the speed of light. Yeah. yeah. So they're trying to find a dark matter. They're trying to find other dimensions of time and space. So like Timothy Alberino refers to interspatial dimensions. Yeah. And they're trying to discover hidden forces that we don't currently have access to in this dimension, all from their website. They put on their website, they're trying to discover hidden forces? Yeah, <laughs> this is what they're looking for. That It's a little wow. scary. It almost seems like it would tie it. And remember, you brought up the, the now, fact that- Now, if you that ask them, they'd say, oh, forces like gravity. Quantum, right? yes, quantum physics, yeah. Okay. But, but of course, you know, we don't know what these particles slamming in each yeah. other are gonna create and do. And you talked about the uh, that emblem of Shiva, 
the Hindu goddess, uh, yeah. God, God, I think he's a God, uh, that was uh, the statue built in front of Sarnia. Why the God of destruction and rebirth? Build back better. Yeah. Great yeah. reset. Yeah. You know, Agenda 2030. It's all. So when we talk about they're going to run it four years to uh, 2026 <clears throat> from today. Well, uh, 2030, in my opinion, is when the Antichrist is going to be uh, declare himself to be God. I, I think that's a good year, we could say. I don't okay. know that. Yeah. yeah. But I'm basing it on a day with the Lord is as a thousand years. Yeah. A thousand years is one day. Christ was crucified in AD 2033 by the Julian calendar. Yeah. Or AD 33, excuse me. So AD 2033 would be literally two days later. Okay. 2,000 years. 2,000 years, yeah. So 2033, if, speculating and just guessing, if that was the year Christ came back, then it's three years after the Antichrist declares himself to be God. Wow. Middle of the week. So what begins the week? 2026. What does the week begin with? Opening, opening, yeah, unleashing yeah. The, the things, you know, <laughs> or whatever. So somewhere in there. I mean, it doesn't start right away. So go to Daniel twelve, and we'll pr- try to wrap this up because uh, we've talked about this before as well. And uh, Daniel was told to seal something in chapter twelve, <clears throat> to seal a book, and. Uh, We'll start reading in verse 1 for the context. Okay. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. That Michael is the archangel. Yeah. Who, by the way, is the voice that shouts when the rapture happens. Okay. Trumpet shall sound, the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. And so Michael is the prince of Israel. He's their protector. He's not doing it right now. Until Israel's regathered, they're not his mm-hmm. people. You yeah. know? And so when he's around again, he will stand for the children of thy people, Daniel's people is Israel. There shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. Tribulation, the great tribulation. Yeah. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. I believe that it's the book of life. <laughs> so, the, so there's a case right there for pre-tribulation rapture? Absolutely. Right. Well, that the people are going to be delivered because Israel is going to go through the tribulation. Yeah. You know, and there will be Israelites that get saved during that time. <clears throat> yeah. But it's the time of Jacob's trouble, right? So yeah. it, we're yeah. taken out of the way because we're not equipped for that time. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we preach a different message today, the message of grace. The 144,000 are equipped to preach the gospel of the kingdom again okay. for seven years or three years. And then he says, verse 2, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. There's a resurrection, Mm -hmm. some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. There's a judgment. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Just a very cryptic and brief summary of that time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Obviously, the book of Revelation gives us great, greater details. But verse four is what I'm after. And thou, but thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. Even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. So there's a seal on this book. It's probably the book that is in the hand of God when John goes up to write the revelation. 
And he weeps because no man is found worthy to open the seals of the book until Jesus is declared. And then he unlocks the seals of the book. So I think there's a possibility there's a connection. If we look at, uh, just to reiterate what you can find at the European Organization for Nuclear Research, that's the acronym CERN is basically the whatever version of that. The Large Hadron Collider we talked about is the world's most powerful particle accelerator. It's in Geneva, Switzerland. The particles race around a 17-mile underground circular track at nearly the speed of light, guided by a series of superconducting magnets. Mm -hmm. And the researchers smash particles together to recreate the conditions that occurred one billionth of a second after the Big Bang. Well, I don't believe there was a Big Bang, unless you're talking about God creating the universe. Uh, And it's the largest scientific instrument ever created. The results of the particles smashing into each other could create new particles never seen before to answer certain questions. And it's those three questions. Why do objects have mass? What is dark matter? And find other dimensions of time and space. Hmm. And their main objective, they say, is to find more out about how our universe works. But are they really being used to unlock the bottomless pit? So Satan can get his brothers out there. They say they're looking to find an extra spatial dimension or wormhole to make interstellar travel possible. Well, that's what aliens are using. Okay. They've got that technology. They want to create a microscopic black hole to investigate gravity's effect on time, et cetera. And who knows what that could unleash. Yeah. And then they want to discover, like I said, hidden forces that we don't currently have access to in this dimension. All of that seems to be pointing, even their own scientific wording seems to be pointing to something <clears throat> that just seems a little scary to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll post these links in the show notes that people can go look So let at. me ask you a real quick question because mm-hmm. I know you're, you're going to wrap it up. <clears throat> sure. <clears throat> at what point in the timeline of the tribulation and call it the, <coughs> the end of the world, right? Is there a battle in heaven where between God's angels and Satan and his angels, which yeah. then God's angels uh, win the battle and cast Satan down to earth, right? Because yeah. isn't that Satan coming down as a bolt of lightning? Is that correct, what, what we're seeing there? No, that was something that happened in the past. Christ said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. Okay. So that was an event that took past, but he didn't mean that he fell down to the earth necessarily. Okay. He just he fell from heaven, you know. Okay. But here's my opinion. Okay. My theory is, and it ties back to Michael again. So Yeah, yeah. Daniel was being told by this angel, at that time Michael shall stand up, the prince of your people. Mm-hmm. And I just mentioned that in the time of the rapture, the Michael shouts. Mm-hmm. Paul says we shall go up at the voice of the archangel. He's the archangel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he would he would effectively be reinstated to be Israel's prince again when God is dealing with them as a nation again. Yeah. Yeah. Now, never mind the uh, Israeli, um, uh, you know, evangelical um, Christians today that believe in God's working in Israel right now and all that kind of stuff. I have nothing against any of that. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't see that the time is right yet for them to technically be His people. He's waiting on them to make their confession. Hosea chapter (laughs) 5. So, regardless of what happens, I know this. If Michael shouts and we go up in the rapture to meet the Lord in the air, imagine the spiritual portal that would open up. Mm -hmm. To take everyone up. So if Michael comes down to shout, you got to know he's he's an archangel. He's a general. He's got an army with him. Yeah. 
They're with him because we go out and we penetrate enemy lines. Satan and his angels surround this planet. Mm -hmm. They're the prince of the power of the air. There's spiritual wickedness in high places. We go out, we caught up, we meet the Lord in the air. Christ is surrounded by his army. We, we penetrate, we open up this portal. We go up to heaven with the Lord and the angels and Michael stay and they engage Satan and his angels in battle. Yeah, yeah. The rapture starts the battle and they fight for three and a half years. And at the end of three and a half years, he's defeated Satan and his angels and they're cast down to the earth. 2030. In Is that when he opens the bottomless pit? Yeah. At the three and a half year I mark. I think at the three and a half year mark when he's cast <laughs> down, he opens. Now, it could have been opened before that. Or it, it could be that it's yeah. opening uh, at the beginning of that time, but these things don't come out until he comes down. Yeah. So he still could be using human proxies like the scientists of CERN to do it. So and with they, the timing <clears throat> that you showed at the beginning of the podcast... 2026? Yeah, 2026 yeah. is, is a their potential, goal. Yeah. Is a potential year when the, the uh, it's going to run until then. Yeah. So it's a what if. It's a total speculation. Yeah. But what if they stop in 2026 because it, like Stranger Things, it opens that crack in the upside yeah. down. <laughs> and that's all they need. And they start to slowly pull their way out, you know. Yeah. And then they're released in the middle of the week of the seven years of tribulation. Yeah. Just all speculation, but it, it just it's interesting how a day with the Lord is as a thousand years, a thousand years in one day. <clears throat> Two thousand years from Christ's resurrection is 2033. Yeah. And an interesting passage I've read several times in the book of Hosea was a chapter 6, <clears throat> verse 1. Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. Who's talking there? Who would you imagine to be talking there? Let us return to the Lord. He is torn and he will heal us. I don't know. Well, it would be Israel. Okay. Because right okay, before that, that sense, yeah. yeah, right before that in chapter 5, verse 15, he said, I will go and return to my place. It's the Lord okay, speaking. Yeah. Till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. Time of Jacob's trouble. Yeah. The affliction. So God was, Christ was crucified, buried, rose again the third day. He, he returned to his place, hiding his face from Israel until they make their confession and acknowledge their offense, yeah. which is the very thing that happened when Daniel figured out God would have Israel in captivity for 70 years in the history of, of Babylon there. Yeah. He started to pray and he made his confession for his people Israel. That's when the angel appeared and told him the things hmm. that he wrote down. So what happens when Israel makes their confession? Come, let us return unto the Lord. Verse uh, Chapter 6, verse 1. He hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. Now watch verse 2. After two days he will revive us. Hmm. In the third day he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. Day with the Lord is as a thousand years. After two thousand years yeah. he will raise us up. What if that all ties together? <clears throat> And what hmm. if Israel will make their confession when the rapture happens? And actually, I think it's going to be during the Battle of Gog and Magog, which could happen before the rapture. That's pretty fascinating stuff there. Or it could be happen culminating yeah. as we go up. It could be that the rapture happens, we go up, the angelic war engages in the heavens between Michael and his angels and the devil and his angels. Yeah. Meanwhile, back on the earth, Gog and Magog attack Israel. Yeah. And then God protects them and defeats Gog and Magog and that starts the seven years of tribulation. Huh. That's kind of what I think is going to happen. 
Well, it's going to be a short battle. Yeah. Yeah. But the battle between the angels will be three and a half years, it looks yeah. like. <clears throat> and then when Satan's cast down, that appears to be when he unlocks the pit. So maybe the portal is opened and the and the way is made for him to go finish the, the last bit of it. Yeah. Maybe the last little piece of the key is needed from the technology he brings them or something like that. Hmm. You know. And there's who know tell well, because they're probably gonna appear as uh, uh, you know extraterrestrials claiming to be our ancestors. Yeah. You know, when he appears. Because how else is he, are we going to explain the appearance of all these angels showing up on the earth, you know, if they're cast down? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting stuff. That's <laughs> crazy. That was a good one. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I really did. And I hope you guys did too. So, yeah, thanks for listening today. As always, don't forget to uh, go to utbnow.com to learn more information if you want. Uh, subscribe uh, if you haven't already. And if you are a subscriber, thank you so much. And, John, till next week. We'll see you guys. Yeah, sounds great. Take care. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. You can even gift a subscription to a friend. That's right. Remember, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to join and help us expose the satanic global elite, or make a tax-deductible donation at utbnow.com. We need your help to fight the global censorship of the truth. Thanks for your support.